It's time for the top four at four with LeVac and Gaz. Yeah. Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. It is brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Gaz, what's the fourth biggest story? Mets fans, Yankee fans, are you mad that this bat is now off the... That Dr. Cece just did to me? You mad? Tim Anderson, a former AL batting champion, is now heading to the Miami Marlins on a one-year $5 million deal. You might remember Anderson, one of the most charismatic, personality-driven hitters in baseball for the last six to seven seasons. One of his marquee plays with some bat flips, some trash talk. Remember that Field of Dreams game, LeVac? I know you love the movie. <gasps> he was the star of that game for the White Sox <gasps> way back when. There was talks that maybe the Giants and the Angels could have had him. Uh, Mets fans and Yankee fans, you bummed he is no longer available for one of the New York teams. Mr. Anderson. Uh, no, no, no. He's a jerk. You you said it like all the nice way of saying it. No, he's just a jerk. Nobody likes him. He's mouthy. He's arrogant. He's almost as good as he thinks he is. Yeah. No, I'm good. No, thanks. That was Travis Kelsey that called him competitive. Oh, uh, Pete Alonzo. Why don't you keep calling out white people? How dare you? Good for Tim Anderson. The Marlins are One actually- year, though? Why? He's- isn't, he, isn't he good enough to get a couple years? I would have thought that two months ago. Now he's got a deal, at least. He's got to prove a deal. The worst part about Tim Anderson is he had his worst season of his career at the worst possible time in his career. Don't do that. That's bad. <laughs> That's my option. That's what I tell you. The White yeah. Sox are like, nah, we're good. We're not actually picking you up. We're, we're going to let you go somewhere else. Miami was competitive last season. Miami made the NL East interesting, and they've got a bunch of characters. Jazz yeah. Chisholm, Josh Bell, Luis Ariza, who was on pace for 400. They got not a power-hitting lineup. They got guys who can make contact, though. Mr. Anderson. No, he's, he's too much trouble. He's not worth it. Bye-bye. Enjoy Miami. You knew he was trouble when he walked in? Like Taylor's? We'll move on to story number three here. A lot of local going on here. First, let's start with a place two hours west of us here in the Capital Region. That's Syracuse basketball. A little programming note here. Syracuse basketball air right here on WOFX 95.9-980. Extended Syracuse coverage on Saturday. 10 o'clock, the coaches show. Jerry McNamara stepping in for coach Adrian Autry. Some things going on there. Curious if that plays a factor in Saturday. Allegedly, according to Matt Park, the voice of the Orange, personal things going on. 10 o'clock, Jerry McNamara, 11 o'clock pregame, noon tip-off against Notre Dame, and Jim Beheim's going to be honored at the end of the game. We'll hope to bring you that coverage on our radio side. We'll get some exclusive stuff from the GMA Wireless Doom. Then, uh, Albany, UMass Lowell, Saturday afternoon. Siena, 2 o'clock Sunday against Fairfield. Shout out to our guy, John Bam Bam Mueller, 25 Bam Bam. years. Albany baseball is the skip. The manager in the dugout. The madman. LeVac, a lot of cool local stuff. Capital Region ties right here locally. What we're going to be airing. A lot of hoops, baseball, a bunch of different stuff across the 518 and the 315. We've uh, we've made it through the wasteland that is the NBA All-Star break. And now sports are starting to flourish. They're blooming. We're having lots of blooming sports. Let's get our bloom on together, everyone. Bloom, bloom with Bam Bam. <laughs> UMass Lowell, Sienna Lacrosse, Coach Liam Gleason. We got to get him back on the show as well. They're playing. Uh, Albany Firewolf fan, don't get mad at me if you skip that. We talked about you guys about 10 minutes ago. So you guys are in that mix too. We gave you your own segment on love there. So there you go. A lot uh-huh. of cool stuff. 
let's move on to story number two here. It's the NFL salary cap. News breaking today that the cap is rose, risen, it rises. It has risen. $30.6 million to a record $255.4 million per team. Back, I think the teams that are going to be impacted the most, maybe the Bills, maybe the Dolphins, teams that have been aggressive. Some are pointing to some teams like the 49ers, Packers, and Seahawks. Maybe they're going to be over the cap, could be under the cap now. What do you make of this huge jump for the NFL's salary cap? And do you think this has anything to do with Taylor Swift? <laughs> this is what you could make a case for. No. They made a ton of money, and they were able to move the cap up because of the popularity of the league. All right. That's a no for you. I'm, I just, yeah, I was ready to talk, and then, you, mm. listen, can we leave Taylor Swift alone? Can we just leave, leave her alone? She took her boyfriend to the zoo, and now Pete is after them both. Like, let's leave her alone, okay? NFL makes more money than anyone. It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's amazing. Good for them. Yeah, sharing a little bit more of that money with the players. The question for me becomes how do you make sure this doesn't mean more, you know, 50, 60 million dollar a year quarterbacks and maybe some running backs get a little love, maybe some linebackers get paid, maybe some other players get some of that money because the structure is what it is. And I just I think you're gonna see it's just gonna be more money for your wide receivers and your quarterbacks and your defensive ends. Anybody on our big fox on this network right here. CBS, Yahoo, ESPN, NBC. I will make this claim right now. If you hear anybody blaming they know what's going on involving the NFL cap, they're a liar. That's liar. straight cap, yo. That's, ooh, that was good, LeVac. I yeah. like that. So I'm cool. The Gen Zers are saying that. I'm with it. Because remember, <laughs> in 2021, the cap dropped $18 million because of COVID. So they had to move the money back. But then it went back up. Now it's up again. Like, if you're running a team, that's not almost even fair. Like, all right, I did it. I got exactly what I needed. Here's what we're projected for 2025 and 2026. Ha Change the rules. Actually, got to switch it. So figure that out. You can't keep doing but, this, but I, I guess. I think, like, it's, uh, I think it's interesting that you said if somebody asked you to, just to explain the cap, you couldn't do it. But then you just did it. Like oh, it well, went, no. You know, it went down because of COVID. They, there was no revenue. And so the cap went down. Then everyone came back and started spending money. So there was revenue. The cap went back up. They had like a record year. I guess partially didn't hurt that Taylor Swift was around. This cap continues to go up. As long as now new TV deals are coming in, which means more revenue is coming in, which means the cap's going to go up. So barring a global pandemic, the NFL salary cap will continue to go up. That feels a bit unfair to me that if you were a GM. That you were right and you didn't even notice you were right? No, no, no. I was not right. That if a GM sets a price that this is what I'm going to set my roster for for 2024, 2005, and 26, that it has to change. But somebody in sales, I can hear it right now. Maybe our sales team is going to yell at us, even on a Friday. Guys! Why us? Guys, it's called the budget. Yeah. Every business has one. 100%. Welcome to business. This is how it works. It just seems different in professional sports. Obviously, in the in the world of the Firebirds, we don't have a 250 million dollar salary cap. But if more tickets sell... If more partnerships sell, then I have more money to spend on team stuff. If they don't, then I don't unless I go to Mike Corda, Andy Gelcher, and Richie says that the owners and go, more please, and they pay me out of their out of their actual money. So no, it, this makes sense. More money in, more money out. Done. All explained.
I need the Rams to do something crazy. Do it. Do it, LA. Do something crazy with the cap and have somebody get out there and be like, well, the reason they were able to give Stafford and Puka and Cooper Cup pay cuts, but they're actually richer, is because of these five reasons. Somebody gets out there and says, you know, I knew that all along. It's a secret loophole. You need actually a key and a passcode and a remote control to figure it out. I've said on this it. show for how long? If if your team says they don't have enough money for a player, it's because they don't want the player. There's always ways around the salary cap. There's always things you can do. They will do it if they want to do it. Um, this is uh, this couldn't happen at a better time for Dallas, who has to redo everyone's deals. So, extra thirty million in the old uh, coffer. Go get it. No, I'm glad we talked about this a lot. You know what? Power to the people. Power to the athlete. You know, I'm Mr. NIL out here saying how great it is for college athletes to get paid and everything else. There are some leagues that wouldn't do what happened today. We want to go to the UFC. Hey, look, our federation, our league, our employer made more money, and they decided to give it to the players. Our players can make more money because our league is making more money. That's not necessarily true for UFC fighters. Well, it's because that's not in their CBA. Exactly right. And they're not a union, and there's a bunch yeah. of different stuff they're that plays into that. contractors like golfers. Right. You could, you could argue it's apples and oranges. But I think the point I'm trying to get at is that if the company you're working for actually shows more of a growth in net income, you, as an employee, can make more money. <coughs> oh, that was not that was not the intent of that. <coughs> this guy. <coughs> Pay the man his money. That was not the intent of that. <coughs> we move on. I wish to, I could afford a lozenge. Move on to story number one here, the top four at four. Tomorrow, the New York Knicks are back in action. They take on the top team. Maybe not just in the Eastern Conference, but in the NBA overall. That's the Boston Celtics, the primetime game. 8 o'clock coverage, 8.30 tip-off, or a little after that. Madison Square Garden, Knicks, Celtics, LeVac. You know what I'm already going to say. This is the biggest game of the season for the New York. It is. Tell me why it's not the biggest game of the season so far for the Knicks. What happens if they lose? They know they're not at the top level of the Eastern Conference. They know they've got a ways to go. Even post-trade deadline, the moves that they made may not be good enough yet to catch Wait, the top team, Boston. Are you telling me that the Knicks aren't the best team without Julius Randle and, and OG Ananobi on the floor? Oh, my God. I didn't think of that. They smoked Philly last night. We talked about this. They killed Philadelphia. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely top four. It was a good game. They needed to do it. It was There was even level. This is the best record in basketball in the Boston Celtics. You win the game, great job. There awesome we go. Awesome job, guys. You lose the game, did you embarrass yourselves? No? Okay, let, get, the, get the high tops on. It's time to go after it again. It's not – if they were – if both teams were at 100% and they were facing off and they were jockeying for position, and, and by the way, let's say the Knicks hadn't lost that four-game losing streak going into the All-Star break and they were in second place, this game would be way more important – but considering the fact that anybody who's paid attention knows the Knicks are the, the Knicks are not going to be favored, they're not going to be expected to win this game. They just got to go out there and give it give, give it all they got, and if they they have everything to win and nothing to lose. The Celtics have won nine of their last ten games. They're on a seven game winning streak. You went negative before you went positive. If they lose this game, which they are expected to lose this game, I agree that they're going to be the underdog in this game. Hey, the Knicks are in that two to four range with Milwaukee and Cleveland as the top contenders. If they go out and beat the Boston Celtics at home in front of the home crowd with the best New York Knicks team we've seen in a long time, maybe 25 plus years, we can come on Monday's show 
and have a serious conversation if they can win the East. If they go out and beat the Celtics, Levesque, that is a real conversation we can have. That right, right now, you're just maybe, saying what, what I just said. They have everything to win and nothing to gain, nothing but, to lose. But I think we have to look at it from both perspectives. All of a sudden, you went negative and said there's nothing to lose here. Like if that's they not get, negative. That's positive. If they get smoked by 20 points, then you could look at the playoffs and say, okay, they're not going to be there. They could get them in the semifinals again and be like, they're going to get smoked by Boston. I don't want that if, to happen. Like that. This if is the a Knicks barometer beat here. The Celtics without three of their five starters. That's amazing. If the Knicks lose to the Celtics without three of their five starters, that's predictable. Most important game of the season, Saturday night, and you could hear it, 95-9 and You're the worst. You're the worst. What's more important over the next two months than this one? The next time they play Boston. The next time after that they play Boston. That's not until April. This is not the most important game of the year. It's not. It's a good game. I'm hopeful. I'd like to see them go out there and do what they did last night, ugly it up. 76ers are sitting there thinking it's going to be one thing. Kyle Lowry, you got something different. Let's go. Who wants some? Celtics. If this was a healthy Knicks team versus that Celtics team, a whole other animal. If they hadn't lost four straight and they were sitting in second place instead of fourth place, different animal. But the bottom line is the Knicks are still beat up. We don't know if we're going to get Julius Randle back at all. And the Celtics are, the, are right now have the best record in all of basketball. I would say it's this, the Cavaliers on March 3rd, and then it's a while till like April. And April's tough. I'm a little to more f- worried about the games against Milwaukee at this point. That, I'd like to jump up one. That happens on April 7th, the next time That's the most important game of the year so far. That hasn't happened yet. This one comes first. That, this the bed not... ran out. That's a long top forward four for us today. Yeah, Mac. Rarely yeah. does the bed run away. Because you vented a little extra crazy today. What? what? What was crazy? And then you like, I like when you're making your argument against my argument, but you say the same thing I say. Like, oh man, how big would it be if they could win this? But it would, you know, listen, it's kind of expected to lose. Oh, isn't that what I just said? Isn't that what I just said? It felt like I was making a point and you were arguing against me. And then I felt like I was still right is what happened there. Yeah, because you just started saying what I was saying, and you're, that's the best way for you to be right. Let me help you again. You want to be right? Hold you're up a, a beer. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be right? You go to Mohawk Chevrolet. All that's right. that's how you do it. Listen, I know I know the missus has got the Chevy in the driveway. I know. I've seen the bow tie. Maybe it's time for her to get a new one, you know? Maybe it's time because they got a lot of great deals on those Equinoxes, those, the, the tracks, all, all these beautiful trucks all over the place. I saw the, the Rock Ridge which is basically like a different company than Black Widow. So it's a different version of my truck. It's out front, which in my mind means they're ready to make a deal on that thing. Go check that out. All these great trucks everywhere, over 260 new vehicles ready to go. New ones coming in every day. I'll tell you how busy they are at at Mohawk Chevrolet. I pulled up. I grabbed the stuff that that they were holding for me because they're holding some stuff for the Firebirds for me. I waved. They waved back. They went... You need something? And I went, all good. And they went back to what they were doing. Can you imagine anyone else pulling up into that place, taking four boxes of stuff out of one of the garage bays and not being good? <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, it's just they, they're, they're moving right along. People are coming in. They're checking out great vehicles, and they're, and they're leaving with huge smiles on their faces. Whether you are buying a new vehicle, leasing, just want to sell yours, check out Car Bravo too. So many great things that are going on for you right now at Mohawk Chevrolet. The other Let's Drive Mohawk Chevy, where they always go out of their way to please you who should be the backup quarterbacks in new york 
actually a couple teams. Who should be the starter? That's next right here. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Hookers and Weed, my friends. A website, hookersandweed.com. And I would really strongly recommend you focus while you're typing in that website. It's all one word, hookers, the word and, weed.com. Because that's how you're going to find out where you can enjoy some ice cold craft lager hookers and weed. Brought to you by the lovely ladies, JJ Hookers, Willow B. Weed, Hookers and Weed. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those beers that I'm telling you, once somebody tries it, they're like, that's good. I'm going to have some more of those. And then they go, I also love yelling out, hey, more hookers and weed, please. And it's fun. It's good for your soul. It makes me feel better about everything. It does. And it's even when we're doing like, like when we were on Radio Row in Vegas, in Las Vegas, I would yell out hookers and weed. And people would look at me like, what is he doing? And I would tell them, I'm trying to get drunk. Um, and my car is a, a million miles away. So responsibly, responsibly, you should enjoy some hookers and weed. Go to hookersandweed.com and find out where you can get an ice cold hookers and weed today. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. If there was one place I thought I wouldn't get judged for yelling hookers and weed, it was Vegas. Um, there they, is. They were just very confused. I was there. They were just <laughs> looking around like, what's like, happening? Where are they? Isn't everyone supposed to be talking about Taylor Swift? Isn't that? What are we doing? Uh, obviously... The NFL is a you know 365 business. Everybody talks about the NFL all year long, but I saw I've I've seen some conversations, I've I've enjoyed some of them. I've thought some of them were stupid, but when it comes to quarterbacks in the great state of New York and New Jersey, I think that you can't have enough conversation right now. Like obviously Buffalo Bills, you've got an MVP caliber gunslinger in the big fella Josh Allen. So whoever you want to put behind Josh Allen, you know, good. You know, draft a youngster. I don't care. Whatever. That's fine. Because if he goes off the field, you're host. He's that good. The New York Giants. You got Daniel Jones making $40 million a year. Last year that he's going to be able to hurt your, your salary cap with that contract. You got to do somebody else, too. $40 million? Is that it? Yeah. I thought it was three for 80. It's three for 120? No, no, this is year two. Of oh the, my god! So it was a three-year deal, but the first two years were 40, 40 and then it, then it's a the next year you don't he doesn't hurt your cap. Oh my gosh! I did not realize it was forty million dollars a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forty-one actually, I believe. But the the beauty of it is, again, after this season, you clip them loose, you're good to go. So you've got options. You could trade up. You could do the draft. You get somebody cheap. You could go. You, there's a lot of things you could do. You could ride it out with him one more year which pretty much means you're going to draft a quarterback next year and, and probably a uh, new coaching staff and general manager next year. But like, or, or, you know, maybe he goes off, but you, your options all revolve around Daniel Jones and, and an exuberant price you have to pay to move up to get one of the top three quarterbacks. But the jets is the one that makes that, that is the most intriguing to me. We all know you got Aaron Rodgers. We all know he would have been ready to play, you know, last year. In, in his miraculous uh, Achilles, you know, Space Bridge, uh, Dark Retreat, Ayahuasca. I'd like to disagree with that, but that's uh, not the point of this, but go on. But we all know he could have. We all know. Uh, everybody at uh, God knows he could have. Huh? So he'll be back. Your biggest mistake last year is you didn't put anything behind him. You brought in Tim Boyle because that was his dude that he wanted around. Mistake. Guy sucked. Agent leaked information, allegedly. Uh, you kept Zach Wilson because you know that you can't draft the successor to Rodgers because he'll get upset. You can't, 
you, you didn't know what you were going to do next. If, if Zach Wilson could learn underneath them, it would be a good, it would be a win-win. And I'd like to add in as well, you couldn't move him. You just couldn't. Like you, could, you probably tried, but you could not move him because nobody wanted him. Not without, not without pulling like what the Mets have had to do, where they're still paying for their talent, even though it's not their talent anymore. Um, so I've seen a couple names that who they who they say the Jets are interested in. And two jump to the forefront. One I don't like. One I think is brilliant. Which one do you want first? I would like the less brilliant one first. Ryan Tannehill. Hmm. Now, skill-wise, veteran ability, seen a lot of things, been successful on the football field. Not going to give you a full season, but let's be honest. If you lose Aaron Rodgers four plays in the season again, you're probably not going to have a great year anyway. Um, But Aaron Rodgers is already a lot to deal with mentally, what he needs, all those things. So is Ryan Tannehill. He's just not as good. No one's ever said Ryan Tannehill's a great a great partner, teammate, any of that stuff. No, and that's why the Ryan Tannehill thing, talking about New York quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill is a way better version of Daniel Jones. He is. Like, the parallels of those careers, really fast, mobile quarterback out of college that may have not been evaluated Did by— Did we know Daniel Jones was mobile at Duke? We, I don't think we did. Uh, I think we were surprised by that. He could move. Let's put it like that. I, yeah. We know Tannehill could because he was a converted we wide knew receiver. We knew Daniel Jones had a big arm. Yeah. We knew he was a little undersized. I would say Tannehill's arm and probably physical, at least looking at both of them, it looks like Tannehill's a bigger dude. Because he like, was a wide receiver. Exactly right. But what Tannehill's been able to accomplish in his career, whether it be for yardage or playoff appearances, and it's just total overall production has been better than Daniel Jones. That's why there seems to be a comparison. This would be, I believe, year 13. Ooh. For Ryan Tannehill, because he's in the same draft class as Andrew Luck in RG3, which is April of 2012. I'm pretty sure that math is pretty close there. So year 13 with Tannehill, uh, I guess so. If he's the best option out there, I would be surprised. I would say it's either back up or out of the league for Tannehill, but I, right. I could hear that at least. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Definitely. Like this is what I'm saying. I'm looking, I'm, I'm evaluating these two guys as a backup to Aaron Rodgers. The guy that I just – I don't know how he got stuck in uh, this this just holding cell, this holding pattern last year. Jacoby Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett is the – like, I know if he remembers me in any way, shape, or form, he does not like me, and, and rightfully so. I, I thought I was being funny. I wasn't. Um, He's the quarterback I want as my backup. He comes in with energy. He plays he, – does he throw the ball a little too hard? Sure. He looks like the guys look like they have to catch a little behind them and that they're, they're catching it to protect themselves the way he throws the ball. But he'll run it. He wants to run the ball. He wants you to run the ball. He wants you to tell him to turn around and hand the ball to Brees Hall. That's what he wants. I think he would be amazing. I think he's the perfect backup to Aaron Rodgers. From a football standpoint, X's and O's, physical talent, I have no disagreement about that. The problem, though. With him, Just stop by agreeing with me. Come on, let's make it a short show today. Let's leave it. Let's leave early. Here's the problem with that potentially, and this is harder to answer because it's more mental and how he feels. He got dogged in Washington. If you weren't following what was happening in Washington with him, there were reports coming locally that this is how it went. Breaking news: Jacoby Brissett will be starting this weekend against whoever. That would be on a Tuesday, yeah. Friday. Sam Howell's healthy. Our bad. Actually, go back to the bench. Actually, you're not. That happened twice. 
Oh, he's a collegiate quarterback. According to you, yes. He said it to his face. So I just said But that. twice at least, and that's publicly the national media knew about. How often this season did that happen to him? Where they told him he was better than Hal, and then he wasn't. Now, maybe it was Ron Rivera. Maybe it was the GM. Maybe it was the ownership. I don't know. Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy. It could have been a bunch of different people trying to save their job, trying to do what the boss was telling them to do. That stuff, would, maybe we'll never know the answer to. But I guarantee you it had a mental effect on this guy where he's like, how am I better than this quarterback on a Tuesday and worse than him on a Friday? How bad am I in practice? I can't be this bad. So I wonder if there's a little disrespect involving him. Because when he's been on the field, He's been pretty good. Like, he probably in his mind believes he can be a starter in the league because he's had moments where he's looked like a decent starter. Not a Hall of Famer, not an All-Pro, but he's looked good. So I wonder if he feels like he's going to be disrespected by an organization like the Jets because they kind of disrespected Wilson and Boyle. They weren't good. They didn't really deserve a lot of respect, but I think there was some human decency where it's like, these guys are so bad that we're done defending them. I don't know if the organization and how they treated the backups in 2023 turns. He just went through that in Washington. I actually kind of look at him and the Jets front office in in the argument you're making. I, I look at them the same way. I do not hold against them what happened last year because of who they were dancing with. So like Washington, Washington is a joke. Like Washington, like easy one that comes to my mind. And obviously, it's an it's an overestimation of of what Jacoby Brissett is. But Steve Young in Tampa, Steve Young in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was basically a running back. Actually, had a, played a game at running back and had a great game. He gets to San Francisco. He learns under true greatness, Bill Walsh, Montana, and he is now the heir apparent. He goes and he blows out the Chargers in the Super Bowl. You can't hold against him what he was in Tampa because the organization was so bad. I can't hold it against Jacoby Brissett, what happened in Washington last year, because that organization was so bad. You had lame duck head coach. You had everything. Do you remember in science class where you had that box? I'm sure there's like a real scientific term for this box where like you could figure out what your hair color would be, like the dominant gene and the recessive gene. Mm-hmm. Like If your mom and dad both had brown and blue eyes, you'd have this color. And you had like the scenarios like, 75, 25%. When I think about the Jets quarterback position in 2024, I try to use that box because I feel like, to me, and maybe my opinion will change over the next few months here, I don't care who it is. Like, if it's Tannehill, if it's Brissette, if it's Trey Lance, if it's Justin Fields, if it's Kyle Trask, you could run through five more quarterbacks with me. I feel like if you're Robert Sala and you're Joe Douglas and you're Nathaniel Hackett, You've got a one in four chance of keeping your job after 2024. And that one in four chance is Aaron Rodgers is healthy and the Jets win. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy and the Jets lose, you're out of a job. If Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and you lose, you're out of a job. So there's three scenarios. Two of the three, you're out. The one that is the most compelling is if Rodgers gets hurt again and the Jets win without Rodgers, what does that mean for the future of Salah, Douglas, Hackett? Because Tannehill's old, uh, Jacoby's kind of, I guess, middle-aged. God, saying somebody in their late 20s is middle-aged is odd. But really, he's like in the, in yeah, the space in the fo- of a quarterback. Yeah, in, in the football So, world. like, do you bring in another young guy who busted like Wilson in hopes of keeping your job if he's good? Or do you rely on a veteran that even if he's good, you're probably not keeping? That's what I find. It, whoever the name is, there's almost like, go with the young guy. Because if he's good, maybe we get another year. Hey, look. 
Rogers never worked out. Let's roll with Trey she, Lance. But you like I think you're so close to my point you don't even realize it. So it's it, if you're going to win without Aaron Rodgers as the Jets, the defense has to be the defense. Like and and look, you were close. There were there were a lot of it, there are a couple games that go a play or two a different direction. And the Jets are alive in the playoff hunt all the way to the end. You and I are not big Quincy Williams fans. Awesome yeah, guy to interact with. You bring in Jacob Brissett, he's not going to make a ton of mistakes. He's going to run the ball. He's going to do what you ask him to do. He's going to do what he's told to do. You're going to, and, and now you clamp down on defense, play for field goals, do the things you got to do just to get a point, the points on the board and, and win. And they could have won. But because Boyle was so bad, the only reason it was there is. Oh, Rogers looked at golf with him or something. Because Zach Wilson was so bad. He had a couple games where he's okay. So bad. You were screwed. You there's nothing you could do. You were playing catch up a lot of games because of mistakes they made that put you in the hole. The defense was forced to come back out tired. You know, defend a short field a lot on turnovers, things of that nature. You bring in a guy like Brissett who who learned the Patriot way, who was, you know, the cold starter, who survived Washington, and you say to him, Hey, if you get in. Do what you're told. Do what we want you to do. Now, that works, and you still win games, and then, like, Rodgers comes back at the end of the year, and you go on a run in the playoffs or any of that stuff. That looks good. And and that's a part where Woody Johnson has to look around and go, like, honestly, who was the one who made us take Rodgers and do everything but build around him? Because if it was me, I owe everybody another year. If it was you guys, man, we threw away a whole year. We could have been playing like this. There's also one team I believe you didn't mention there in that whole career of Jacoby Brissett is Cleveland 2022. Suspended Watson. Fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah probably exceeded right. some people's expectations where it's like, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Look what I've done in all these spots we just laid out. Why can't I be a starter? Why can't I be competitive in practice? Why can't I be the best option? Why can't I be the future? Having somebody with an attitude like that is pretty awesome to have in trading camp. Yeah. He's pushing everybody. Absolutely. I just like I said, I think he's I don't want Tannehill. I don't want another attitude. I want a Brissett. I want a guy who he you know, he's a team player. He's gonna row the boat in the same direction as everybody else. If I'm the Jets. We'll see. It's it's just always fun to talk. NFL. Combine's coming up soon. Draft uh, late April. Ah, can't wait. Can't wait. Um Elevation ten thousand. How you doing? Elevate your brand with Elevation ten thousand, elevation ten K dot com. I uh, love following on social media, seeing all the awards they're bringing in. Uh, Dave McClett, the whole crew. I was talking to Josh and Christian earlier today. Had a bunch of stuff done for the Firebirds. Had some stuff done for Belfour. I work with them with a lot of stuff on multiple levels. They've done all year for us. The uh, Levac Gaz team store. So they, they <laughs> this is one of those things that every once in a while, I feel like I'm, I'm as good as Elevation. Every once in a great while. So like, like hey, we're doing Levac dash this, dash that. Like, once we find an easier handle, we'll do it. I'm like, how about LeVacandGaz.com? Well, yeah, sure, that'd be great. But, you know, we, you have to buy it, whatever. I'm like, I own it. <laughs> and they're like, and the one guy's like, I don't know, man. Is this, this, this. And the other guy's like, what are you talking about? That's perfect. So they're going to move everything over. But, but like, LeVacandGaz.com, perfect. I, just in my own, just, you know, my one of my, it was almost like an Amazon shopping spree. I was like, you know what? We should own this. Let's not let somebody else own it. 
And uh, now it's going to be useful. They call that the rub in the business, LeVac. Yeah. You've been working with Elevation 10,000 so much. You've been learning some things, understanding the importance of elevating a brand like this show, LeVancos. And you as a business owner or promoting an event or promoting a sports team, when you start working with Elevation 10,000, it rubs off on you. And you start to find the ways in which you can elevate your brand, whether it's through digital marketing, whether it's through apparel and more. That partnership helps you for the future, and it's helped us for sure. And it, it is. It's Elevation 10,000. I, I just I know that if you you want to get a hold of these websites, let them sit if you have to. But if you have them, you have something to work with. If you don't have them, you may have to go get them one day. So that's why I grabbed it. And now it's going to help us with everything. Finally, get the finally get the, the uh, Levant Goss store working the way it should be. Uh, all because of our friends over at Elevation 10,000. Elevation brand with Elevation 10K. Play of the day coming up next right here. Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. Hey, everyone. It's your friend Levac, And oh. I am exhausted. The snoring is bad. The the sleep apnea, I think, is is working against me. I heard uh, comedian Robert Kelly, and by the way, careful, he 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 speaks very very plainly. He was talking about ignition. Like, Robert Kelly? No, no, different one. That's my Robert. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. Not the reference. He's like he's like you know he goes you you always you always know when a man falls asleep because you can hear him die, and that's what like, you hear you hear him. Like, <laughs> He goes, but a woman, you never know. She doesn't do that. You got to listen for, he, he actually said, you hear farts from like three towns over, like the fireworks from like three towns over here. <laughs> um, and I was thinking about it. I was like, it's so true. Like, and there's no way my kid could ever get in real trouble because she knows when I go to sleep without the mouthpiece that I get from the Integrative Sleep Center because I do. It's like, <laughs> like, like, if you don't hear that, I'm awake. So now that I've got waiting for my new mouthpiece, it is such, I'm just telling you, man, it's, it's funny when a comedian talks about it, but it's not funny when you realize the fact that you do stop breathing in your sleep, you're snoring messes with your voice. I've got, I got a, a, my not, my nose hurts from sneezing all the time. It's all because I'm not sleeping. I need my mouthpiece custom made, easy to travel with, easy to clean, easy to use. And now because of uh, my my stress level, which I blame Goss for, I, uh, I I I'm gonna get an indestructible one. You can drive a truck over. That's what they're doing. They're not, the doctor is like, I'm done playing with you. You broke one, never again. We're going this one. So once I get that mouthpiece in, I'll be sleeping great. If you are doing any of this stuff, if you relate to anything I just said, you got to make the call. 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreer and the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. They're helping me sleep better. They're gonna help you sleep better too. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, it's like, I got a like, dry spot on my nose because I get, like, oh, it's disgusting. It hurts. Everything sucks. And that's why I can't wait for Saturday Night Live. That's right. For the first time since, what, the 90s? I'm excited to watch an episode of Saturday Night Live. They, I, there is a, a group of, of what I call comedy zombies. These are ones that have been canceled and killed and have come back to come for you. And I think the leader of all of them, this is my, this is, by the way, this is my play of the day. Oh, whoa. This okay. is my play of the day. Thanks to Mohawk Chevrolet together. Let's drive a Mohawk Chevy where they always go out of their way to please you. Uh, Shane Gillis is my pick of the weekend. You are guaranteed to have a good time. I think it, even if he blows it, like even if he's awkward and it doesn't work, he's going to make it funny. He is the kind of person who he's, he's almost funnier when his joke doesn't go over. So I'm, I'm fired up for, for comedy zombie. Shane Gillis, back from the wokeness. You won't like this, guys, because you're going to try to make it a race thing. No, no. If he no. was black, they wouldn't let him come back. Um, 
this is I can't wait. Shane Gillis, Saturday Live. Way to go, Saturday Live, getting Shane Gillis in there. I was very indifferent for a while about Shane Gillis until you told me, go watch this, go watch this, watch his comedy special. Live from Houston is hysterical. I am a fan of Shane Gillis because he is so different than any other comedian out right now. Maybe not in the history of comedy, but like in 2024, there are moments where I'm like, whoa, oh, you, you can still do that? You can still make people laugh with that joke and that one too? The fact that he got canceled, I believe your zombie list probably includes Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Gillis. Yep. I don't know if Louis C.K. is on Louis, your list. Oh, yeah. Okay, He's Louis back. C.K. He's All back. Right. He actually did a bit. I was listening to some of his stand-up the other day, and it was like it, the joke wasn't going over, and he stopped the whole show and went, you brought me back. I was gone. <laughs> like, you didn't have to come to any more of my shows. No, he's definitely there. Like, there's so many, that, but like. Joe Rogan, sort of? Joe Rogan never, never was never out. I don't know if he was as popular post-COVID than he is now. He's still not accepted by left. Like, left now likes Shane Gillis. They're like, oh, you're stopping Shane. You're so crazy with your jokes. But, like, Shane Gillis was completely out, and the way he handled he never really apologized. Because he was like, dude, it was was comedy. It was was a podcast. It was years ago even. But it's just here. You got to take chances in comedy. Like, the way he did it. And then he came back raunchier with his with his Trump bits, his Trump speed dating, um, ISIS Toyota, the the last team to integrate in the South. Like he, all of his bits, uh, Gillian Keys and stuff like that. Like it just he he is the example of of what we needed. I think as far as comedy goes, like if you if you think about where comedy was headed, where it was getting to the point where you couldn't be funny because you had to say exactly what you're supposed to say. Now he's just like by the, by him surviving it, people are gonna take chances. Same with Chappelle. Yeah, and I think the numbers of what Gillis does and what Chappelle did years ago maybe reflects on what Saturday Live as a brand should be in the future. Like if Gillis puts up the record-setting numbers of the year and Chappelle did it years ago, like there are people when you open at the same enough for the first time in a long time, I'm gonna like Saturday Night Live because whether it's politically, whether it's the comedians, and I'm sure this has happened every decade in the history of the show. Some people just move away from it. And one celebrity brings them back. Gillis could be that this weekend. There is a lot of hype around it for sure. They were so like, and listen, you know, politically speaking, I'm not the guy. Like, I don't. I think they're all. What's the old joke? It's so full. They're they're politicians are like babies' diapers and should be changed just as frequently for that reason. Like it's like there's no one side that's right. There's no one person who's right. There's no one person who's always wrong. Like when. When they stopped, there was a point where SNL just, just picked on Trump. They didn't pick on anybody but Trump. And it was like, yeah, that's boring. That's like low-hanging fruit at this point. Like, he's everybody's got a Trump impersonation. Gaza's is pretty good. But Gillis's is the best. I can't wait to see that. But, like, it just, it was, you knew what they were going to do every night. Every single night, it was like, I know what you're going to do. This is the first time where I'm going to go into this one and go, I don't know what they're going to do. He's going to do his Trump, but they have a guy who does Trump. They have a comedian who does Trump. Will they duel? Will they be dueling Trumps? Can we get a little dueling banjos? That would be hysterical. But he also hosted at one point Trump. Donald Trump yeah, during and, that you know lead up to the 2016 election. Yeah. Well, and then remember, like they did a bit about how great the world would be if he was president, and then, and and then they walked it back. But like I don't know, it's just like I said, I I guarantee you that there's no one I'd like to have a drink with less than Donald Trump. But at the same time, I just don't, I don't, he's, and bashing him all the time was boring. It was boring. And my finances did pretty well while he was in office. So it didn't bother me as much as a lot of people. I didn't, I'm, 
I'm going to vote with my checkbook. I'm just being real with you, peeps. I am. I'm going to vote with my checkbook. That's your play of the weekend. Yeah, Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis. Shane over Gillis. one and a half people trying to get him canceled, but it won't happen. I don't think you, I don't think people. I don't think, think they've given. I think they're scared of him now. He's a zombie. Wake Forest Duke. That's one of my favorite matchups of the entire ECC. Wake Forest is one of the highest scoring teams. I still stick by the stance that if they played the NCAA tournament two weeks ago, Wake Forest would have won the national championship. Uh, let me add that to your list of people who will win. If... Put that. Put that on the list. Wake Forest can win the national championship. We're now up to nine teams for the Gaz list My of teams goodness. that can win March Madness in April. By the way, your home for the NCAA tournament is right here in the Capital Region, Fox Sports 95, 9 to 980. Give me the Demon Deacons. I'm going blind, Cardinal. I'm going blind into that. I would guess the number is going to be about three and a half. Give me the Demon Deacons with the points in that matchup on Saturday. Ooh. All right. All right. I'll give that to you. So um, just the plus side, when when – you lose your money, you can laugh, you can cheer yourself back up with Saturday Live. I know we gave our plays early today. I do have a, a speaking about a Saturday. Yeah. I feel like I hit a new level of married over the last Ooh. 24 hours. So You guys are cheating on each other? No. Whoa. No. What? <laughs> no. Life, we're good. We're fine. I mean, that's the ultimate level, Is isn't it? it? I don't know. I guess. I, that was the last level of my <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that was all jokes. I don't think you were kidding there. I never cheated on anyone. I don't know. I'm just, no, I'm not. I'm just all jokes. It's all jokes. All jokes. That's all it is. Go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, we were trying to start a show yesterday, and I was like, the Knicks are running away from the Sixers. We had a little bit of time, and I'm like, all right, well, well, let's let's watch either American Nightmare on Netflix, which is getting really popular, or we can watch The Dynasty on Apple TV Plus about Wait, the Patriots. First, first thing, what is American Nightmare? It's like the real life version of Gone Girl. That was like getting all hyped uh, up on YouTube. So I'm like, all right, she might be into this. She might, okay. she might get like a little Netflix horde in her life right now. I want to see what this whole story is about. And then like, she fell asleep during most of the last dance when she was pregnant with Rex, my first kid. So I'm like, maybe she'll get into this documentary and maybe she'll find this interesting with Tom Brady and Belichick. So we were up for either one. Problem was the PlayStation like remote was lost, and we're like, oh. I mean, I don't really want to look for it. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> And then we just like sat on our phones for a little bit. We're like, all right, let's try to Chromecast the other show. Yeah, that's not working right now. All right, we're not watching anything tonight. You can <laughs> you can download a PlayStation remote on your phone. I'm sure I can, but that's that's besides the point. The point is that we just punted on the entire night because neither one of us wanted to get up and look for a remote. And neither one of us wanted to actually change the channel on the television no. as everything is done by my phones. That's a new level of marriage where it's like, so, that's too much effort to go turn on the television. I'd rather just fall asleep on the couch and not move because we're exhausted with two toddlers. That's that's a new level of... So you're saying that you didn't give up on TV and then go, you know, go have a little... No. Little, little, little time. Little time to yourselves. We have so much time away from each other, as young parents will say. That we don't even know what to do when you have the time. With both kids are asleep, we don't even know what to do with ourselves anymore. What show is on? Huh? Is Breaking Bad still on? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have they any finished Lost? But I'll, um, in my house, the kids, which, you know, 2021, have started watching Game of Thrones. So I'm like, let me know when you're into season three. And they're like, why? Why do you want to know? I'm like, because I'm not watching season one and two with you. Why not? I'm like, because the nudity is over the top in the first two seasons. I think three or four is where it starts to 
starts to dull down and becomes more of an action series instead of a wow chicka wow wow. So I get I get we're into season three. I'm like, okay, cool. So we, I, I came down, started watching an episode with them, and my daughter goes, and you were not lying. I had to cover his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're 20. You're covering the four guys' eyes. Um, yeah, so I'm with you. I, um trying to think what shows my Halo. I'm watching Halo right now. That's very science, science fiction-y based on a video game. Um, I, I don't really have a lot of shows. I just watched the last season of True Detective. It was really good. Ooh, I heard you in the minority on that take. I heard a lot of people are not happy with True Detective this season. That's what social media is telling me. So stupid. because So there's, there's four seasons. Each season is a different story. So the first season's the best. It's Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson. It's it's just that's the best one. Season two was pretty good, but it didn't. It, it if if season two had come out before season one, people would have liked it a little bit. Season three was good, but it just felt it felt like a whole completely different show. Season four ties back into season one, so you get some of the some of the mystery. Some of it's there. The the thing people didn't like about season four is each season kind of makes you wonder whether or not there's some supernatural thing going on where like season four was just like, there totally is. We're promised. I promise you there is. We promise you there is. Okay. Prove it. Nah, show's over. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I think a lot of people didn't want to let their imagination work, but I liked it. I thought it was really good. The outsider is a great, it's only one season on HBO. If you want to watch that one, it's, it's kind of like true detective. That one is insane. I love that. I you, wish they would make another one of those. I watched that because of your recommendation. Wow. What a show. I'm su- I was surprised the second season didn't come of that show. Yeah. I I just maybe it was just too expensive or something. It was it was really good. Anything else you're watching? I mean, because again, we had to we had to watch stuff. There was no sports for a couple of days. Now like Knicks are back. That's cool. Uh there's lots to see in baseball, as we mentioned earlier. Um <laughs> let us know at the Jeff Levacco on Twitter at Tom Goss T O M G O Z Z. What you we, watching? We have not done a segment like that maybe since we've joined the Fox family in about ten months now it's getting to at this point. But this is one of these great weekends we can catch up. Maybe you're traveling this weekend, whatever your schedule looks like. That's a that's a bit of ours that got ruined. What do you mean? That there somebody was, stole and just No, kept the well, I, I don't because you know me. I will steal a bit if it's good, but I'll I'll say I I, I stole it. You know, the top four at four which used to be an hour later, and I think it had one more thing to it. We weren't the ones who started that. We just made it great. You know, it's like Weekend Update on SNL, bringing it back all the way, full circle. Um, but, like, the, the what to watch and all that stuff, the only reason they kept doing it is because it was sponsored. And it, it just wasn't – like, we have – we watch weird stuff, which made it fun. They're, just, like, they're like, I uh, paint dried. You, you ever see paint dry? You just didn't Intense. like – You didn't like the idea of them keeping the, actually the same exact name – the same exact yeah. sponsor, just changing the host. Like we could, yeah. do, could do a segment called the Rewind, and then just do it at the same time. <laughs> I'm starting to notice like creativity hasn't been flowing in other spots. Real yeah, or okay. Mirage? Where'd that come Wait, from? That's... This says Levax Locks. <laughs> Why it's not even him? What? I'll just see a lot of those people this weekend. <laughs> I can't wait. Through one of my other jobs, I'm going to have to interact with a lot of those oh, people. <laughs> all right. Good luck out there. That'll oh, be fun. Oh, you know how I'm going to handle that. Actually, what? You want to be my guest? I think, no, I don't, <laughs> because I don't have a lot of, uh, you know what? It's the weekend. I won't end you know, it on a positive. I'll try to end on a positive. I won't end on a positive note. Yes, I, no. I think fight, that fight, is going to go, that's going to go very poorly for you this weekend. Not for me. Yes. Oh, I no. I will. Oh, you're out of your mind. Here's why I think it's going to go poorly, because I feel like the last time you did that event, 
embraced is the term I'll use. Maybe you'll correct that term. I feel like yeah. there was good feelings between you and the people who used to work for it the last time you did that event. I don't think that's going to be reciprocated this time when you guys hang out. I don't. I um, could be totally wrong, and you can tell me after, like, no, guys, no, no. you read that right. I don't think the embrace that you got last time oh, will be the same this time. Way more embraced already. Way really? more embraced. Yes. You, so did you, they see the ratings? Yes, but you have to remember, I swing two checkbooks. They don't care. Well, at least, of course, they care what we're doing here, but the people who are embracing me right now, I'm, I'm sure the wallet's still in place. They're like, so, so Belfort property restoration. That sounds nice. Ooh, Albany Firebirds. That sounds like a good time. Would you like to talk about those things? And I'll go, yeah, sure, no problem. We'll talk all about it. And then I'll leave. I <laughs> now, do you guys have a marketing budget? What does that look like? Okay, I, I figured out what you're talking we, about we had a, Okay. I actually got to tell a story. The, the, I know we're probably late, but who, I don't care anymore. It's Cavino um, and Richard on the way. Yeah. Not really with the schedule this week. Yeah, I don't know five. who's next. Right. It, could be, it could be us again. Um, I worked with a sales rep way back in the day, and he left to go become a media buyer. So he went from being the guy who's calling those people, calling people going, hey, please advertise with us. We'd love that to being the guy who's taking that call. And he told me, he goes, he goes, Jeff, you know the difference between being a sales rep, an AE account executive and being the media buyer? I'm like, no, he goes, it's when you say bleep you. He goes, when you're the sales rep and the person's yelling at you and telling you that you, that you're asking for too much and all this other stuff, you hang up the phone and you say bleep you. Because when you're the one buying and spending the money, you say bleep you first, then you hang up the phone. <laughs> In that world, I get to say bleep you first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? And, and listen, it's, uh, it's all about having a good plan with your finances, my friends. And my, my smartest plan is some, using other people's finances. But when it comes to my own, <laughs> I like having a person that is, you know, understands my way of life, understands the things that matter to me and helps me make a plan that, that like there's certain people I've talked to about my finances. I'm like, well, they just don't get me. They don't understand that. I do want to go. I want to free up some money to go to Disney. I don't care if I go a little bit in the debt to go to a Yankees game. So, you know, Drew Prescott obviously doesn't recommend the going into debt part, but he hears me, understands me. And I don't feel guilty about it when I tell him, listen, while we're planning my finances, these are things that you need to make room for. Because I'm going to make room for them. You can, I could lie to you and pretend I'm not, but it's going. Money's going there anyway. And, uh, you know, just real, solid, open conversations, good advice. Help you call the plan. PrescottPW.com. Prescott Private Wealth Financial Services. Drew Prescott. He's the guy. Again, Prescott, P-R-E-S-C-O-T-T-P-W.com. Drew's a heck of a guy. Terrible sports fan. Like all the worst teams possible, Boston, Boston, Bama, Boston. Oh, but but money wise, good dude, and uh, and just fun to talk to. And and he he reminded me that Michigan was better than Bama this year, which was nice to hear. Uh, so again, PrescottPW.com. Guys, have a great weekend. You too. Have a good weekend. I want a full report of how that went, and we will be back on Monday. Oh, well, I would like for you to wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And Fox Sports Radio ninety five nine nine eighty. Guys, go ahead and hit that button.